It's time to take another stroll down the red carpet because it's barely contained. I'm Matt Withers and as ever I'm joined by Chris Beckett to decompound some of the crispest communiques from show business's fourth estate. This fortnight we learn of Princess Diana's brutal question which stunned the royal family, hold our sides at Davina McCall's hilarious early morning fail, reveal Dan Walker's shock marmite hack and peek through Katie Price's dog flap. Barely contained. If your name's not down, you're not coming in. Yes, that's right. It's a new Barely Contained. Welcome to Barely Contained, Chris Beckett. Hello, Matt Withers. You looking forward to this? Oh, yes. Well, we have some absolute corkers from the sharp end of show business journalism. And it starts off with a story from The Mirror Online by Amber Hicks. Princess Diana asked the Queen brutal question, which stunned royal family. Feeling the burn already. This is going to be pretty good stuff. Prince Charles and the Queen reportedly looked at Princess Diana, quotes, as if she were mad after she broached the subject during Christmas lunch in Sandringham. Princess Diana and the Queen's relationship was tested on many occasions in the years they knew each other. But one particular incident that is said to have raised eyebrows involved Diana and Her Majesty, 93, during one Christmas lunch at Sandringham. Did they both go for the last pig in blanket? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, don't jest. It's far more serious than that. <laughs> okay. Diana, who died aged 36 in 1997... Lest we forget. ...reportedly asked a, again, quotes, brutal question, which left the rest of the royal family including Prince Charles, looking at her as if she were mad. 22 years ago. <laughs> it was while around the dinner table, Diana reportedly broached the subject of the royal family in a federal Europe. Mike drop. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> According to royal biographer Andrew Morton, he claims Diana asked whether the royals would still be relevant. Writing in his book, Diana, Her True Story, Mr. Morton wrote, The Queen, Prince Charles, and the rest of the royal family looked at her as if she were mad and continued with their debate on who shot the last pheasant of the day, a discussion which occupied the rest of the evening. And that, of course, completely normal. Yeah, it must have been, must have been an absolute riot that evening. They, they, they should have stuck to the Federal Europe question. Corgis growling at her. Uh, as has been uh, pointed out in the copy here, this was from uh, the book Diana, Her True Story by Andrew Morton. So it's an anecdote from a book published in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no explanation for why I suddenly dug it up. And it's unlikely to be the most explosive revelation. In it. I mean, I've, I've not read it, but it was turned into a film and it would hardly be a blockbuster if it hinged on Diana posing a question about constitutional hypotheticals. True, true. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Amber Hicks um, has been down to her local library, uh, picked up a dusty copy of Diana Hattu's story, and appears picked a page at random. Uh, anyway, it goes on. As a friend says, she finds the monarchy claustrophobic and completely outdated with no relevance to today's life and problems. Oh, oh how things have changed. <laughs> yes. They've saved it now on Instagram. <laughs> She feels that it's a crumbling institution and believes that family won't know what has hit them in a few years' time unless it changes too. 
Uh, then it goes on for a little bit uh, about Diana collaborating on uh, the book with mm. details inside the House of Windsor. Not collaborating with Brussels. <laughs> no, <laughs> topical <laughs> once again, Chris. What can I say? Bringing the, the news <laughs> to the table. Uh, then it says, blah, 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 blah. However, despite clashing over their differences, the Queen described Diana as an exceptional and gifted human being. In a public tribute to Diana, days after her death, Her Majesty said, Since last Sunday's dreadful news, <laughs> we have seen, throughout Britain and around the world, an overwhelming expression of sadness at Diana's death. We have all been... And I won't <coughs> go through all this, because obviously needing to fill uh, another 250 to 300 words, uh, Amber has printed literally verbatim <laughs> the entire speech that the Queen made a few days after Diana's death. I believe uh, she's known as Amber Hicks, pay per paragraph. <laughs> I mean, if she is being paid per paragraph, she's, she's done, done a, a job here. But uh, yeah, she's at, at no point attempted to paraphrase it. <laughs> she has literally cut and pasted the entire speech, which you can probably find on YouTube. God bless her. Chris, you wouldn't happen to have a story about the former Big Brother presenter, Davina McCall, up your sleeve, would you? Let me have a look. Yes, 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 I would. Yes, I would. <laughs> Davina McCall keeps it real as she suffers hilarious fail after early morning workouts. Oh, I'm chuckling already. This is written by Nola Ajomu in the Metro. Davina McCall might be one of the fittest celebs in the land, but being able to power through an early morning workout doesn't stop forgetful moments popping up on her. No, that's a complete non sequitur. <laughs> that's an interesting way of writing that. Yeah, it does look like it's been originally written in Japanese and then put through <laughs> Google Translate. The fitness advocate is nothing short of superhuman when it comes to her ability to motivate herself to exercise and keep fit all the time. But the presenter also likes to share the moments when things don't always run so smooth. Yeah, she's not really uh, superhuman, is she? I mean, even DC have yet to scrape the barrel of a hero whose superpower is being able to get to fitness first when it's drizzling outside. Or, or present the £1 million drop. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Never forget about that. Davina, 51, took to Instagram after her spin class on Tuesday to reveal a little pickle she found herself in after her morning spin class. A little pickle. Yeah, repetition of spin class there. <laughs> Got more clothes on today. However, I left spin this morning and I forgot where I parked the car, she revealed before bursting into laughter. <laughs> they weren't joking when the cheese was about this being yeah. hilarious. Wow. Though. Classic me, she captioned the short clip as fans react to the situation. Haha, I had a similar experience after spin and forgot what road to turn down to get home, another fan wrote. Luckily, it didn't take Davina too much longer to find her vehicle and she posted a snap to update fans. Oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> I was concerned for two whole paragraphs then. The day before saw the star showing off her abs as she revealed a new trick she is using for her spin workouts. So, me and Karen at Faircloth8881. Karen is a Russian bot, <laughs> quite clearly. And Sarah hit spin at spn.fit this morning my first class in weeks she explained so i did something new this morning 
based on science, I had an espresso before class. <laughs> based on science. That's like a phrase used by somebody on Twitter arguing for Brexit. Based on science. Yeah, well, there's not going to be not going to be any problem on the Irish border. Hashtag based on science. It was like doing a shot of tequila, but instead of getting tipsy, I got a fire in my belly and went like the clappers. It can cause fat cells to be used as an energy source as opposed to glycogen and increases metabolism, thus burning more calories throughout the day. Yeah, I mean, I take it back, it was based on science. <laughs> based, you know. A lot of science going on in that yeah. sentence. She concluded, nutrition is complicated and often contradictory, but one thing is for sure, I worked out harder. So that's a good thing. Yes. Now, Matt, I understand that you've been uh, looking into uh, a story about one of our BBC Breakfast hosts. Yes, correct. This is from The Express Online, and it's headlined, Dan Walker, BBC Breakfast host, reveals shock Marmite hack on Twitter. Game changed. Uh, This is by, well, this is interesting. This is by Clive Hammond. Um... Anybody called Clive is at least 55. If you think of people called Clive, I'm thinking James, Anderson, Sinclair. Yeah. I think the guy he played Hyacinth Bouquet's husband in Keeping Up Appearances. Yeah, I think he was Clive. Uh, So what is Clive Hammond doing working in a clickbait factory? Did he lose his pension? (laughs) Being forced to work until he's 102? If you're listening to this, Clive, feel free to issue a rebuttal via... Twitter Clive, and Facebook. Clive doesn't use Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Clive uses carrier pigeon. <laughs> so that, that will be a very long rebuttal. Dirty protest in the post. Uh, anyway, so what story has Clive been cooking up? Dan is an avid social media user and surprised his fans by retweeting the food tip. In the original tweet, one user wrote... It took me years to realise that near-empty Marmite jars should be kept on their side so you can get the last out of it more easily. That's why the jar is flat on the sides. Dan posted a caption of Game Changed alongside the post. Really has changed that game. But not all of his fans were impressed by the hack. One wrote Nasty Stuff. Another said, no, surely it's so the jars sit more easily side by side in the factory stroke supermarket. There's always one, isn't there? Based on science. (laughs) A third added, still doesn't change the horrible taste or smell of Marmite. Just get over it. (laughs) You don't have to buy it. Away from giving out food tips, Dan was recently involved in a bitter Twitter spat. Okay. This is going to be pretty nasty. He posted a video earlier this week containing himself and his partner in crime, Louise Minchin. Mincho? Yeah, I don't know if she's partner in crime as much as a co-presenter on a dull breakfast TV show limited to interviewees living within 15 miles of Salford. Yeah. But, you know. In the video, viewed by 62,000, Dan shows himself raising his mug, which coincided with Louise raising her eyebrows. Accompanying the tweet... I mean, not, it's not accompanying it, it's, it's the tweet, really, mm. Clive, but as we say, it's not for, <laughs> it's not for you, Clive. Not for your generation. <laughs> uh, accompanying the tweet, Dan wrote, I have linked Louise's eyebrows to my BBC breakfast mug. Okay. In response to Dan's tweet, one user commented underneath, by questioning the BBC's <laughs> TV licensee. 
I mean, it's always worth the question. <laughs> Where, where's the bitterness coming? Uh, I think this is it. I think it's, it's this, what? I think it's this tweet that's coming now. He wrote, "Always a bloke, isn't it? Always yeah. a bloke." Nice to see the license fee is not being wasted. So cutting. I know. I mean, does the tweet you think Dan had actually linked Louise's eyebrows to his BBC breakfast mug and this ethically dubious genetic tinkering had been paid for by the BBC? I know, but, you know, no one wants to feel that they're not earning their crust. <laughs> making, oh, Dan. Making big cuts to Five Live because we're, we're paying for this experiment into Louise Minchin's eyebrows and a mug. Yeah. Dan first took his place on the BBC breakfast sofa as one of the main presenters after Bill Turnbull, 63, announced he was leaving following 15 years on the show. In a recent interview with the Daily Mirror, Dan and Louise spoke out about their friendship. Louise has claimed that they regularly help each other out of tight spots on air. She said, I think we're both team players, and so many times Dan gets me out of trouble, or I get him out of trouble. BBC Breakfast airs weekdays at 6am on BBC One. It's a bit boring at the end now, wasn't it? I think we're both team players. I mean, you've got the job now. You're not bloody interviewing. <laughs> well, it seems a long time since we've spoken about Katie Price. I think it was a story a long while back about her being accused of being worse than the Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, it was about an ill-fated, um, I think, nightclub PA. And, of course, RIP to... Barry Chuckle, if, yeah. if it was Barry who was the Chuckle who died. It was, I think, yeah, I think so. so it's, it's, we can correct this in the edit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it had a big big impact on yeah. us, didn't it? Superfans break into Katie Price's home through dog flap as Star is forced to reconsider security. This is written by Mel Evans in the Metro. Katie Price may be forced to reassess her security settings after two superfans were able to gain access to her house while she wasn't home on Saturday. That's an odd phrase, isn't it? A security settings. Like a, a house is a phone. Yes. <laughs> Just like tap into something. It'll be fine. The dedicated followers of Pricey were apparently set to meet with the former model after previously organising the hang at her family home. However... After she plum forgot about it, they took matters into their own hands. Right. Uh, Shall we start with the hang? Yep. Is that what I we thought that's it? probably where you would want to start. <laughs> is that what we call it now? Is, I mean, is that what we're having now? We, we can show, Yeah, we're, we're, we're hanging. We're at your family home. Are we, ha- are we having a hang, we're, though? We're having a hang. We're having a I hang. Uh, after she plum forgot about it. Yeah, I mean, that's very Dick Van Dyke, isn't it? I don't think I've ever heard this phrase before. Mary Poppins, I plum forgot to do your chimneys. Oh, well, it was the Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Mary Poppins. Uh, no, some Vegemite. I have never heard the phrase plum forgot about it. I, oh, I have, you know. I okay, well, I take, think, you know, I think it's fair enough. I'll take your... He's very kind of cockney for a, you know, straight-ish newspiece. Okay, well, uh, you have been living in the south of England longer than me, so I bow to your better Cockney knowledge. Although, Gitche. Um I do live in East London, whereas you live in the home counties. I'm not. I'm not going to give wow. out too much information because I don't want. I don't want fans coming around and having a hang. Yeah, I don't want people crawling through my dog flap. 
which we should add we do not condone should you find yourself locked out of katie's mansion with uh, two triple ellipses uh in this in this paragraph as well yeah Realising they could fit through the mammoth dog flap that gives Katie's extensive menagerie access to her Surrey abode, the superfan shimmied through and had free reign of her home. Uh, extensive menagerie? Oh, God knows. I mean, <coughs> dog, cat. I can't think they've got much more. She's got much more. X, X's. Uh, I mean, on the subject of reassessing things... Would you be a super fan of Katie Price? These, I mean, it's hardly her golden age. Whatever you follow her for, if it's the modelling, the presenting, the you know, occasional singing, it's not. It's like suddenly becoming a super fan of Michael Parkinson now because you you really like life insurance ads. Yeah, it is a bit. She's very much. Um, she's very much into the Abbey Road of her <laughs> career, isn't she now? I think, I think she would give her right fake boob for to be in the Abbey Road. Even though it slipped Katie's mind she'd organised for the fans to visit, she does have a lot on her plate right now, what with her nightclub PAs and single releases. The pair decided instead of waiting outside or scheduling for another day, they'd simply chill on the couch. Got a lot on her plate right now. <laughs> Isn't this what she does normally? <laughs> it's like, the postman's got a lot on his plate right now, what with the delivering letters and parcels. Well, I mean, I know she does nightclub PAs because that is... What she does. Yes. Um, single releases. I mean, I, I am vaguely aware that she had an ill-advised crack at Eurovision a few years ago. Yeah, she's, she's done a few other things. I think she even roped in uh, Andre into one. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'll be giving that a little uh, look on Spotify yeah. <laughs> later. Maybe, maybe that will play <laughs> us out. Who knows? Of course, the whole thing was documented on social media with one image showing one of the fans making their way through the pet door, their legs dangling on the outside. <laughs> I'm imagining uh, Jazzy Jeff in The Fresh Prince. <laughs> endorsed, endorsed social media breaking. Once inside, they then hung out with he- Katie's hairless cat and settled down <laughs> in the living room for the night, according to the sun. Well, we won't dwell on uh, Katie's hairless cat because, I mean, that's just not funny, is it? All I would say is that the the script writers of Are You Being Served could have got ten minutes out of that. It probably should have been written by Clive Hammond. (laughs) A source said the fans messaged Katie after realising she'd left them high or dry, apparently leaving her mortified as to the oversight. And calling a locksmith quick smart, we can only imagine. Quick smart. Quick smart, because she plump forgot about it. <laughs> Katie has a really good relationship with them and invited them over to hers, the insider continued. But she forgot all about it and instead went to Chris's house for the night. She felt terrible when they messaged to say that they had arrived and she wasn't there. She was really shocked to discover they got into her house without a key, but felt bad not being there after they travelled for so long to see her. Yeah, I mean, I, I dwell more on the the key thing. Yeah, I mean, remember that time I came round to yours and you weren't in, so I just let myself in, <laughs> yeah. hung around on the couch. Just had a little solo hang. Yeah, it was great. That, and now she's going to have to amp up security, as they continued. Katie is annoyed. She is, has to up security again, if anyone can crawl through her dog flap. Um, do we just amp security these days? We don't well, I've, I've added in up to spare Mel Evans' <laughs> blushes, but yeah. 
It might be just another another shortened form. Oh, it's like um, you, you know you go into to cafes and restaurants these days, Chris, and they offer you slaw because people haven't got time to say the yeah. coal bit in front of it. I will not have it. I'll just say S. I have no S me. I want coleslaw. I want coleslaw. I mean, if she's annoyed, and let's face it, she probably isn't. Maybe just don't have a bloody dog flap. I, I mean, it's no, let your dog out like most people. Well, do. when when she um, reassesses the security yeah. setting, she can just um, turn off the dog flap. Yes. Option. <laughs> Lower the drawbridge. Raise the drawbridge, even. It comes just weeks after Katie showed off what her new guard dog, Blade, could do as she constructed a mock-violent burglary <laughs> at home. Wow. <laughs> I would love to see that. I think you can actually see it. It's probably a link. Perhaps Blade had the day off. Reps for Katie Price declined to comment when contacted by Metro.co.uk. I would love to have been a party to that conversation. <laughs> what a great quote. We were denied. <laughs> What are you going to die, Katie? We, we demand answers. Oh, I plan forgot to let them in. Well, I think uh, so many treats for fans of online showbiz journalism in this fortnight's episode, Chris. Yeah, very much so. I think we're back on track now. Yeah. Hey, let's leave them wanting more. Mm, I uh, think so. And where can they find more on the old information superhighway? Well, they can find more if they go to uh, a little uh, Facebook they can go to the Facebook Barely Contained web page, which is going to be thoroughly updated in the next yeah, 20 minutes or so. Um, and also they can get us um, on Twitter. Barely underscore pod! That's the one. Yep. Well, thank you very much, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Oh, cheers. See ya.